Naomi, and this is The Sea is Medicine, where we explore the ocean's power to heal, inspire, and transform our lives. Today, we have Michael Patrick Miller. Uh, he is a student of embodiment, singing, kirtan, somatic coaching, shamanism, energy healing, and life. Through bhakti and vocal coaching, he supports entrepreneurs, creators, and healers to discover their true voice and live wild, passion-driven lives. Uh, Michael currently resides in Topanga where he spends his uh, free time in nature, singing, creating music, writing, and practicing Kung Fu. And you can find out more about Michael at www.michaelpatrickmiller.com. And that is, I'll just spell it, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. M-I-L-L-E-R.com. All right, so welcome, Michael. <laughs> Thank you for spelling that out for people too. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long name. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Yeah. Well, how are you? And I'm curious, are you still in Topanga? Yeah, well, no, so I, I sent you that bio <laughs> a little too soon, I think. But uh, I, I just moved uh, three days ago to Mount Shasta, California. And uh, I was saying this, this interview is perfect because I spent the last three years with, with the ocean and I, I just said goodbye uh, just a few days ago. Um, so we, we were driving up and we stayed in Monterey, California, which is a beautiful seaside town. And, and that was yeah. the goodbye time and, and now we're, we're next to this, this gorgeous mountain and, uh, you know, a few hours from the sea, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful to be here now in a different environment, different feel. Yeah, that's really interesting because it does seem to be, you know, different uh, sensations, experiences or energy near the ocean or mountains or jungle or you know different climates there's often um a lot i would love to hear more about periods too i'm also curious did you grow up near the ocean uh no uh so so i grew up in northern vermont so in the woods kind of like here actually so after being away for it interesting sort of area for many years, the sort of climate. Um, but I grew up in, in the woods in Vermont, uh, but my grandmother lived in Swampscott, Massachusetts, which is very close to the water uh, on the East Coast near Boston. And so, you know, going to see her was always a, a big adventure because we were going to the ocean, you know, and we got to see the ocean. And it was this mm. uh, very magical place for me as a kid you know, and, and a treat since we weren't near it. Wow. 
So I'd love to hear more about your story and how you ended up uh, living near the ocean. Yeah, well, I, I could go in many different directions. Um, <laughs> is there is there any specific part of that story you're most curious about? Well, I mean, it's actually been a while. We we met years ago, and it's been a while since I've seen you. And uh, it's been quite a. I know you've had quite a journey. So whatever you feel like you'd like to share, I know that you're um, really. Uh, making the voice coaching and things happening and um, I'm just curious about how you ended up near the ocean and sort of what transpired there and how you uh, have now gotten into you of what you're sharing with the world yeah okay that's that's plenty of direction for me to go with <laughs> right there okay great <laughs> <laughs> that's plenty of direction so uh, so I would I would say in the most simple version, it's been uh, listening more and more deeply to the heart, more and more deeply to the heart, being able to hear it more, uh, and and just following the call uh, of the heart continuously. And um, you know my path put me into these major cities like Boston, Shanghai, and New York. And, you know, the the draw there for me was the people, was the action, was the the uh, potential to really be somebody, you know, as that was the conditioning that I got throughout life was be somebody, be a winner, be a good one. And, you know, these cities are where mm -hmm. people go to achieve. To, to be somebody and so I was I was very intent on doing that and even when I you know got into spirituality I was very intent on being a, a high achieving spiritual person <laughs> and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know so that was a part of the the goal back then and you know and and I I just started to listen more and more and eventually the city became too noisy for me like energetically speaking it was too much for my system as i slowed down and as i started to uh, feel more become more sensitive and i remember i i was i was dating a, a beautiful woman at the time and we went to visit her family in los angeles uh, and i'd been living in new york and as soon as we hit the Santa Monica beach, so we, we went, there's this like overlook over the Santa Monica beach. And I had this feeling in my body of just like, this is where I'm going next. This is the next home, just immediate, you know? Oh, wow. I want to live here. Like my soul knew. And, uh, you know, so, so we ended up there, uh, just, just, you know, maybe a year later it was, we moved to, to Santa Monica. And um, I didn't know why or any of this other, you know, there's there's ideas of like throughout life, oh, it'd be lovely to live in California, you know, experience Southern California, all these ideas. But at the end of the day, it was just a feeling uh, and, and that, that heart knowing. And I followed that and <laughs> 
was I got much more than I anticipated from from that uh, leap. <laughs> so, uh, so I'll say, at some point, how long had we been there? Um, whatever it was, five or six months, and the relationship fell apart. So she left me, and um, and to to me that was that was like a a heartbreaking, heart wrenching loss, and just just so so hard on on Michael. Um, but the uh, it it just drove me deeper and deeper inside, and. Uh, really set me out on on, on a on a, a mm, more surrendered path than I'd been on previous to that. Mm. I I essentially gave up. Yeah. You know, it was too painful to keep trying to be somebody. And yeah, I I ended up going on a little journey to Portugal, walking the Camino de Santiago, and then came back. Uh, and I should I should say, anyways, my relationship with the ocean was uh, she was like a, a a life jacket for me, you know, uh, keeping me afloat mm-hmm. so I didn't drown. And in in that time when I moved from New York to to Santa Monica, I started doing somatic uh, therapy work for the first time, really getting into the body, slowing down. And and I I stopped doing anything other than the bare minimum of what I had to do work-wise to survive. And so I spent a, a great deal of time at the ocean. <laughs> Just Oh, getting, wonderful. Yeah. It was, you know, I, I wanted to be in nature and that was the place. So I would go and I would sit, I would walk, cry, sing. And uh, yeah, I just I spent a very great deal of time there, uh, and then moved into a more rural place in Topanga, as I was called there, <clears throat> and the the decomposing continued, so just less and less and less and less, <laughs> <laughs> more decomposing, and uh, eventually that so I ended up here eventually, you know, through through that process. More things happened throughout, but. That's a general synopsis. <laughs> yeah. So that's really beautiful. Yeah, the ocean for me as well has been a very um, consistent healing energy. It's always really helped to heal me and, and teach me lessons. Um, and so I'm really interested too, because you, when I first met you, your coaching was a lot different. And I know now it's very much about the voice and um, really opening and, and freeing that and helping yeah. others to really uh, embrace that and embody that in themselves. So I'm curious, did the ocean contribute this journey that you was that part of the um, transformation or was that a completely separate thing? How did that um, come about? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they all work together, absolutely, <laughs> 100%. And 
uh, with the voice, like, so, so I, I um, just a short thing for people to know, like I sang when I was a kid, I did musical theater, loved it. And then around age 10, I stopped completely um, over the course of however many years it was, I, the story built that I was tone deaf and I stopped singing altogether for about 20 years. And then when I was in New York, yeah, so 20 years of not singing. And when I was in New York, I uh, discovered Broadway, Broadway theater, mm -hmm. and it just lit up my heart and I started singing again. And, uh, and it was both the greatest thing I could do, the most satisfying and the most terribly painful and confronting <laughs> practice. <laughs> And that was my, uh, this, this my yeah. dream. So it was both of these. And, uh, but I kept singing. So I kept singing. There's just something in me that wanted to be able to sing. And uh, I just kept following it. And when I got to, uh, to LA, um, I started singing more often. And so the ocean is an intimate part of the environment. I think the environment is slowing down. It allowed me to just do more of what I wanted to do uh, instead of what I was conditioned to think I wanted, like work all the mm -hmm. time. So I sang a lot more. Uh, I worked with a singing uh, shaman, <laughs> which was really nice. Wow, yeah. yeah. And uh, I learned a lot like that, that, you know, the voice is no different than, than God or the self. It's, it's one and the same. And uh, and I just kept going into it. And of course, in, you know, like singing at the ocean was something I would do pretty often because yeah. nobody else could hear me. So it felt very safe. Yeah. The, the waves just brush it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then close, very close to the water is somewhere I discovered called Bhakti Yogashala. And uh, they taught yoga and kirtan and so kirtan uh, is a, this ancient chanting practice sanskrit chanting practice that uh, comes from long long ago and is just meant to be a, a total uh, healing modality for you like it's a it's a complete path to the divine one can follow and i just fell in love with it again the heart led me there and fell in love and uh and i have sang a lot a lot of kirtan at the ocean with the ocean uh ran it with random people around at the ocean and <laughs> you know it's been it's been beautiful <laughs> in that way yeah oh that's really that's, neat so it, in a weird way that yeah oh go ahead well i was, I was going to connect it in the sense of like at some point in the last couple of years, people started coming to me and saying, can you help me with my, with my voice? And I didn't, I didn't seek them out. They just started coming. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, sure. Yeah. You know, and uh, at first <laughs> it was like, who's this guy? Like, I can't sing. What am I doing teaching these people? But that, that story just faded away eventually. And, um, and I have my own my own way of of bringing the 
the true voice out with people of them it's like my my method is extraordinarily based in compassion uh, just total acceptance of the voice as it is in this moment and through that and just the singing just the, the practice of singing whether it's broadway show tunes or kirtan uh you you know healing occurs and there's a way that that when you get more in touch with the voice you get more in touch with god and and peace and freedom and all of these uh experiences that that we all want so yeah yeah that's really beautiful really beautiful um i was wondering if you would be interested or maybe want to share something, mm -hmm. share a song. A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, let me get my harmonium. And oh, nice. Uh, let's get this. Okay. I was, yeah. What's that? I was just going to say, um, I've, uh, I've experienced Kirtan before, and um, I think there is something, I've always really enjoyed it too. It's like, it really fulfills something deep inside of me that I, I forget about on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's something very uh, fluid. There is something very much like the ocean, you know, it just kind of dissolves everything away Ooh. like the water just cut it yeah let me uh okay can you hear me yes testing one two yeah so the i, I love the way you put that it dissolves everything and i would say just like anyone that is listening, just, you know, listen and just feel what happens. And, you know, you don't have to understand the words or anything. You can sing along if you want. Uh, <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, but this is the harmonium, if, if people have never seen it before. And uh, it's a traditional instrument used to lead kirtan. So I'll sing one that I wrote. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. That's so special. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Shri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram Shri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram Shri Ram Jai Ram Jai Jai Ram Sita Ram Jai Sita 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 Ram Om Ham Manu Mahate Om Ham Manu Mahate Take my hand, Hanuman. 
Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Uh, I'm losing you right now, Naomi. Uh, I'm curious uh, how, what the inspiration for that, how that came about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so inspiration for that, it came from deep, deep, deep in the heart. <laughs> Just a love, a love of, of God, a love of the divine. And uh, I've been very influenced by Hanuman and uh, this saint, uh, Neem Karoli Baba, if you've never heard of him or anything. He, he was Ram Das's guru and uh, Krishna Das, who's the most famous Kirtan guy that I know of, his, his guru is also this guy, Maharaji or Neem Karoli Baba. And he was said to be the incarnation of Hanuman. Uh, <laughs> so, so Hanuman keeps showing up in my life in different ways, like the Bhakti Yoga Shala uh, is another way that he showed up. And, you know, he's this, this uh, Hindi deity that is just like the, the original superhero is how my teacher usually describes him. He has all of these powers <laughs> and amazing things, but really the ability to, uh, to relieve all suffering and pain and uh, bring about great health and success and abundance and all of these things and it's through the continual surrender to him through the continual just giving yourself over to that that power uh, that that really uh, in my experience uh, has softened me and brought my voice through more clearly and that song like I, I don't write the songs 
I just like grab them out of the air uh, as they're floating by. And, you know, the melodies, they just show up and the words show up. And usually when I write them, I don't know what all the words mean. (laughs) So, so I know it's coming from a source beyond, beyond Michael, you know, And, and, you know, that one in particular, I just, I was, I was at a river, so not the ocean, but I was at a, a very cold river and I just jumped in and, uh, uh, and I came out and the, the song was there and, uh, a, a number of people have felt like a heart resonance with it. Like they really love it. And, you know, when, when that happens with a song, with a particular song and a lot of people love it. There's just something much greater behind it than uh, than what what I could do personally. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's something very beautiful about the power of music and how it it reach it can re- it has the possibility of reaching us at deeper levels you know, at levels that we might not even understand or be aware of. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, you know, it's one of the few things that uh, passes all language. Like you don't, you know, you don't need to speak the language to to have it hit you and and to feel it and heal you. Um, I think nature is the same way. Like you don't need to, you know, be from that area or speak a certain language or understand how it's healing to know that it's healing <laughs> to know that that you love it and um you know and and i, I always go back to like my interest in shamanism uh you know when when shamans were back in the day when you would say i'm sick i'm, I'm terribly sick i don't know or i'm depressed or whatever it was they would ask you one of four questions. Uh, when did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? When, when did you stop uh, telling stories? And when did you stop talking to God? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's really great. I think it feels like it's really important to um in the time that we're in right now to uh yeah and to to ask those questions yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah and i and i think you know with people being more secluded at home (laughs) right as as it is these days uh a lot of these questions about life are arising you know, why am I here? Really, why am I here? What's the point? What's the purpose? And and even feeling into the the parts inside that are um, dissatisfied with how it is. So chanting for me, which is kirtan chanting, uh, is is my number one go to when I'm. Uh, when I'm not remembering, as you said, <laughs> when, when I, when I have forgotten myself and the illusion, uh, 
I'm feeling anxious or stressed or angry or whatever it is. And I, I will chant and within 10 minutes, I'm good. You know, it's, it's gone. It's left. It's the most uh, guaranteed way for me to come back to a place of balance. Wow. That's wonderful. Is there... Uh, up Cableton. What? Uh, is there a particular song or a chant that you go to? That's like your go-to chant? Yeah. Um, not at the... It changes. It changes. Okay. Like, so... Yeah, typically I have different ones that resonate at different times and I lean on them um, a lot. And there isn't one that has been like throughout like all of, you know, all of my time chanting that I've gone to. Um, one I just learned is called the Hanuman Chalisa, which is a uh, 40 line uh, like poem, basically. Uh, in Sanskrit, or not in Sanskrit, uh, in Hindi. So it's 40 and it took quite quite a lot to memorize it. And um, so that, and it takes about seven, eight minutes to sing. So that may become the one I rely upon the most in the future, just kind of with what I've heard from other people. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but I, I would say like I sit down and I just feel what song wants to be sung. And then usually I'll let the energy flow too. So if, you know, if I'm feeling like quiet, I'll be really quiet and sweet. If I'm more angry or frustrated, I might get really loud and let that energy move in that way, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause it's, it's important when, when we have these energies to express them, I always say there's two ways we can experience, uh, you know, these, these challenging energies as humans, right? Emotions, uh, trauma that we experience in the body sensation is we can simply be with it and explore it in our awareness with our attention, or we can express it. And, and my favorite way to express those is through song. <laughs> Through the voice. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I think, um, yeah, we have uh, often lost, you know, often we don't know what to do with these emotions that we're experiencing all the time. You know, in our cult, we've kind of lost some of oh, our yeah. culture and some of our. Yeah. And yeah, so this we'll go ahead. I was just gonna say, so this is a great way of, like you said, uh, transferring, transforming that energy and expressing. Yeah, yeah, I think of it as, as alchemy in that way, right? Turning lead to gold. So you have you have these energies that are present, whether and it could be depression, hopelessness, right? you know, anger, frustration, um, trying to think what else, shame, guilt, right? These, these are powerful energies, uh, the usually known as the shadow, 
and usually we push them away. We want to get away from them as quickly as possible, but uh, I relate to them as like, creative partners in my best moments. In my worst moments, they just take over. <laughs> but the best <laughs> moments, which is what we're always going for, the best moments is they're creative partners, 100%, you know? And I, I also love to write poetry. So this is, so I was thinking like, I, I haven't written many like angry or like, you know, harsh songs or depressive songs, but I do have a ton of poems like that, you know? <laughs> and, and that is one way that it feels good for me to move that energy as well. Um, usually when I'm feeling that kind of energy with, uh, you know, and I want to express it with the voice. I'm not singing a song. I'm just using what I would call vocables, which is anything that is not a word, essentially. So, uh, you know, it's like, and you let the body move as it wants to. And, you know, it that allows the energy to actually express instead of if it's, if it's, stuck or you push it down so the the energy if you repress it you you become depressed uh, is my experience so repression leads to depression and you just kind of feel flat throughout life yeah if you i was just going to see if there was something if you wanted to share another song or some, or another chant or something that might be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'll, as I'll... I saw you bring it over, I was like, I was hoping you were going to like share a little. <laughs> but, well, I can, um, I, I mean, what I, what I was going to do was, was drone was just, was just drone some. Yeah. So, so uh, it'd be like, right? And <laughs> so in, in this sense, yeah. I'm just letting the voice do whatever it wants to do. I'm letting the body do whatever it wants to do. And it, it doesn't have to sound pretty. You know, that's the whole, the whole point is like, it doesn't have to be just like, oh, it's so pretty and gorgeous. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, we, we can, we can step outside of that conditioning that singing has to be only beautiful. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> yeah. I think that's powerful. I, I think it's a really interesting, um, you know, method to explore. I, because I feel too that, you know, almost like a pressure, you know, don't sing unless it sounds good or, or you don't want to be, you know, but there's a real beauty in that, um, in fact, just general, uh, grown so accustomed to it has to sound like this, or this is this kind of music, this is that kind of music. Uh, yeah. 
So I, yeah, I'd love to hear more about how. Well, I, you know, an interesting thing my, my teacher, my, my voice teacher always says is like, you know, if you compare recordings from like the Beatles, right? So one of the most famous bands of all time to, to artists now, and you listen to them, you'll notice that the Beatles are off pitch, quote unquote, right? So they're not perfectly on pitch all the time, all the time throughout their songs. If you really listen, are like, are they hitting, hitting that note, right? Like, are they right on that note? Now, everyone is because the producers will not allow you to be off of the, the perfect pitch. So they change your voice or they have you record the same word 50 times until it's right. And what this does is, is so we're trained to hear uh, what we think is perfection, but it's really robotic. It's not, it's not human, you know? And, and so there's even online somewhere, if you look up like Beatles auto-tuned, right? <laughs> auto-tuned and you hear their song, it's just so, you're like, oh God. But that's what it would be if they had auto-tuned it back in the day. So, so just imagine every song we hear is auto-tuned, is auto-tuned, is auto-tuned. And we're just, we're just trained continually to, for this like impossible perfection. It's impo it's totally impossible. No human can do it. Uh, and so, so we're, we're trained for that. And then people get this idea that you, you know, if you can't do that, you shouldn't sing. Uh, and it's, it's implicit in the culture. It's, it's totally implicit. So, you know, part of my, you know, idea, I was tone deaf, right? That belief that I had for so many years was, was partially built upon this, right? Partially built upon wow. that. If I'm not the best, I can't sing, right? That sort of thing, Correct. you know, which, which is um, crazy, but it's what the mind does. That's what the mind does. So, um, as opposed to cultures where singing is just a part of the culture, right? We look like to, to back to tribal life uh, or, or even some Latin countries is much more normal to sing all the time as a family, right? Like, like all this stuff. And where you're, you're, you're not trying to be perfect. You're just having fun. And my experience with, clients I work with and the programs I do with people like when they start just trying to have fun, they naturally start singing more on the pitch, like more in tune with, with the notes and the, and uh, it just naturally happens without effort. So most of my work with people with, with the voice is specifically like breaking down the conditioning that exists, you know, bit by bit by bit, like <laughs> there's one client I have who, uh, you know, had a similar story of like, I'm tone deaf, I can't do it. We, we got through that and then he plays the guitar, but he never sang and played the guitar together. And so it was, it was just moving through the belief, like, I can't do it. It's too hard. You know, I can't, I, I've tried before and my response was like, great, you're going to try again <laughs> and let yourself screw up. You don't have to be perfect right away. And 
I can't tell you just just these little sort of pointings of just try it, you know. Oh, that's the song's too hard. Like, you know, I can sing this song with the guitar, but this song's too hard. I can't do it. And that that voice, I can't do it. Uh, just just stops people in their tracks usually. But with a little with a little compassion and not needing to be perfect immediately, you just try. And and through that trying, you eventually learn how to do it. That's great. Yeah. Really powerful. Hmm. Um, anything else you could share about the work you do or, or what you offer? Do you do any regular, um, do you do kirtans? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, the, the kirtans on, online, I do. And uh, basically, if you go, if you go to my website, and at the bottom of the page, there's a way you can sign up to be on the email list and that you get a, invites to all the events that I do on online and in person eventually again, too. That's, let's hope. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I do virtual kirtans. Right, sometimes. right. Yeah, I do virtual kirtans sometimes. And then I, I have vocal classes that I do, so group programs. And um, I did uh, one in December. I, I'm doing another one now. There'll probably be uh, another one launching here in April, uh, which is a group uh, vocal exploration program where you get to uh, dive into the practice of kirtan, the practice of vocal embodiment, um, moving through all of this conditioning and, and starting to express yourself in a, in a full and true way. And so those, those come out all the time. And, um, and then I do, I do private work with a select number of souls who are meant to, to work with me in that capacity. That's wonderful. And it's really great that it's, you know, that this could be accessible online as well, right? You don't have to necessarily be right there in person. So I think we could all really use some freeing of, of the voice in these cooped up times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what I'll say is that, you know, I, I've always done online programs like throughout coaching and, um, and, it, and just in the last year have been doing a lot of vocal online programs and whether it's a kirtan or a song circle or class, whatever it is. And the, the sense of community that people get from a zoom room where you can see each other, you can hear each other's voices. Uh, you're, you're, you're in this sort of container. It is tremendously powerful. And, you know, in, in the times when we can't see as many people as we might like to, uh, I, I have found it particularly healing and, and uh, just, just amazing to, you know, anytime I sing with people, I'm happy. <laughs> End of the day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love how, 
you know, the human spirit always finds a way, always yeah. finds a way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start wrapping it up. I just wanted to see if there's anything else you want to share. Um, Well, I, I was thinking about uh, just trying things <laughs> and the ocean again. And uh, uh, I was thinking about surfing actually, where I tried that, but there's some, something different. So, so surfing, I never thought I could do. And I ended up, you know, trying it and eventually getting up on my surfboard and it was crazy and you know being pushed by the wave you know the wave just whoosh, take taking you and it's much faster than you would think have you know not yeah. not having done it uh and much harder than you would think just like watching people do it. <laughs> <laughs> but but i think of that like like life you know there's always a wave there's always a wave that you can you can either catch or or uh, or totally miss or be swept under if you're not paying attention, right? Because when you're surfing, you have this intimate relationship with the ocean, and you you have to be present. You must be present, or you'll get smoked in some way by a wave. Uh, and even to catch the wave, you have to be in intimate union with it, right? This harmony and. Uh, you know, that's, that's how I experience life in general, is every day there, there's waves. Every day there's waves and, and uh, you know, the more, the more compassion that you bring to as you learn to ride the waves, <laughs> uh, the better off you, you will be. Yeah. That's beautiful. Great advice. <laughs> Great advice, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, and remind we can touch with you. Like, uh, are you on any social media or, yeah. I don't know, let us know the, the ways that we could contact you. Yeah, so uh, so one is, is through the website. There's a contact page um, and you can also reach out to my assistant, which is just assistant at michaelpatrickmiller.com. If you have questions about any of the work I do or the, the topics, you can ask her and she'll, she'll connect us. And then uh, I am on social media. Um, the one I, that I love the most is Instagram. So I'll point people to that one. And it's just at michaelpatrickmiller. And I, I share more personal things there. So then on the website, it's, it's, um, you know, less personal things. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So again, www.michaelpatrickmiller.com. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for having me on yeah. the show, Naomi. Oh, thank you. It was really wonderful to connect and catch up and um, hear and learn more about your journey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're all a little closer to our heart now. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah. Me as well. Me yeah. As well. <laughs>